Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Morning. My name is George, and I've been worshipping in Greyfriars here with my wife, Rachel, and my sons, Theodore and Gabriel. So today we will continue the series that David kindly started last week, which is from Malachi. And the heart of the message last week was all about our heart posture. Where is our heart posture when we talk about coming to Christ and being devoted to him? And in fact, that core message about our heart posture was exactly the core essence of the previous sermon series, which is an invitation from Christ to come with the right heart posture so that we can hear his voice, so that we can obey him and be generous to Christ in terms of being an acceptable and living sacrifice for God. So it will come as no surprise that the core essence of my sermon today is about our heart posture. So let me open us in prayer as we look at these verses. Holy Spirit, create in us a heart posture that makes us an acceptable and living sacrifice before Christ Jesus. Amen. So when I was preparing for these verses on Malachi, Obviously, I was trying to do a bit of research, but also just praying the Spirit to say, Lord, what is the core message that you want me to communicate to the congregation, to those who are here in church and those watching online? And I want to start off with a statement of fact, which is on the next slide. And that statement of fact is, life is hard. But life as a Christian is twice as hard. Now, I'm sure many of you from your own personal experiences can vouch for that statement of fact. But don't take my word for it. In Malachi 1.13, the Lord says that you say it is too hard to worship the Lord. You turn up your noses at my commands. So the Lord himself is challenging his people to say, you're telling me that life in terms of following me is so hard that you turn up your noses at my commands. However, even though life as a Christian is twice as hard, there is immense hope for us. On the next slide, as we all know, through the death and resurrection of King Jesus, we have the power through Christ and the Holy Spirit, to be called sons and daughters of the living God. Even though life might be so hard, God gives us the strength through the power of his Holy Spirit to worship him and be devoted to him. There's a reason I chose that particular image. Because I don't know about you, but many a times I forget the intensity of the pain that Christ suffered on the cross for us. Nailed to the cross, a criminal's death. 
yet on the third day, rising and defeating death itself to welcome us back into communion with our Heavenly Father. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, helping us to live life, even though it's twice as hard as a Christian. So as we invite the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts with the right heart posture, something amazing happens. We come to realize our true identity in Christ. And I've explained that on the next slide by saying that actually the true identity in Christ is that we are God's temple. We are God's temple and the Holy Spirit lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your heart? Now, when God's Spirit dwells in our heart, we come with the right heart posture that God says is acceptable to me. However, it comes with certain challenges in terms of how do we get into the right heart posture to be acceptable for Christ. And on the next slide, I talk about the fact that as we come with an acceptable heart posture, we have to keep in mind that this acceptable heart posture is required all day, every day. David mentioned last week that actually our devotion to Christ is not just when we are in church or when we are in school or when we are working. It's actually an all-day, everyday affair. And in fact, Christ says that if you are my followers, pick up your cross and follow me. On a good day, on a bad day, at school, at work, if you are my followers, pick up the cross and follow me. And in order to do that, we need to have the right heart posture that the Holy Spirit wants to indwell in us and make us the sons and daughters of the living God. In fact, David was right when he said in Psalms 51, create in me a clean heart and renew a loyal spirit within me. The NLT uses the word loyal spirit. So what is the loyal spirit that we need to be acceptable before Christ? It is to come with the right heart posture that the Spirit can work in us to make us a pleasing sacrifice to God every day. On the next slide, as we start doing this, what is our response to God in order to create the right heart posture? And this is from the Jewish faith, the Shema prayer. And Shema in Hebrew means to hear or listen. So as sons and daughters of the living God, are we hearing and listening for the voice of the Spirit to mold and shape our hearts and make us acceptable? That is true devotion. That is true and pleasing sacrifice to God. And in order to do that, we have to keep hearing for the voice of the Spirit, guiding us, nurturing us to come closer to Christ. In fact, the more... I grow in my faith, I realize that this Shema prayer is the essence of what it means to be fully devoted to Christ. It's a lifelong journey, hearing the voice of God, coming closer to God, and being fully devoted to God. And it is an all-day, everyday lifestyle.
it cannot just be when we're in church or when we're worshiping or when we're in Sunday school. It's actually an all-day, everyday heart posture that God requires so that we can be acceptable and pleasing to him. And as we really take on board this shamer, which is hearing and listening to God, on the next slide I talk about the fact that we begin to accept, we begin to rejoice in the unchanging character of God when we have the right heart posture, which is our God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, and eternal. This is the love story that we've all been invited to, which is our God loved us so much that he died on the cross for us, was raised, and gave us the Holy Spirit so our hearts would be in the right posture before God so that we can come to accept the fact that he is all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-eternal. In Isaiah 40, it says, who can compare themselves to God? He measures the breadth of the heavens with the span of his hand. Nations are like a drop in the bucket for our Lord, and his love endures forever. Our God loves us so much that he's saying, come to me with the right heart posture, because that is the only fitting response as a Christian. Any other heart posture is unacceptable, says the Lord. Any other heart posture. If you are with the right heart posture at church, but you have a different heart posture at work, that is unacceptable. If you have the right heart posture when you're singing praises to God, but in your relationship in family or friends, if you don't have the right heart posture, that is unacceptable to God. And as we come into this right heart posture and come to understand the unchanging character of God, we realize that in Romans 12, it talks about how can we be a living and holy sacrifice with the right heart posture and realizing the character of God all day, every day, we can be an acceptable and living sacrifice. However, life hits us in the good times and bad times, and we are then challenged in our heart posture because of the intense pressure that life applies to us. Which is why I started off by saying life is twice as hard as a Christian. So how do we keep the right heart posture in the midst of the storms of life? Now some of you are doctors and nurses here and you understand how our human heart works. The arteries pump blood into the heart and the heart as well. But the moment plaque enters into the arteries, it constricts the flow of blood which makes the heart weak, and then you have a heart attack, and your muscles are weak. In fact, when your arteries are constricted, your heart is corrupt. It doesn't work as well. So if I then use that frame of reference to say, what is the state of our spiritual heart? And what are these spiritual plaques that block the arteries? from working well, that will block our spiritual hearts from being acceptable before Christ. What are these spiritual plaques? I'd like to focus on three of these spiritual plaques that really rob our hearts from being in the right heart posture. 
The first is that we become lazy and forgetful as Christians. Sometimes I can't even remember what I said last night. Yet, forgetting the fact that Christ died for us so that we can have the right heart posture. We become lazy and forgetful of the intensity of the love with which Christ pursues us. Another source of spiritual plaque can be that we worship other idols. We worship our gifts instead of the giver. Another spiritual plaque can be apathy. Lack of excitement or concern for the Lord. I was looking at the definition of apathy. Lack of excitement or concern for the Lord. So if I look at those three sources of spiritual plaque that rob our hearts of the right heart posture, let's look at what happened to the Israelites in Malachi 1 and 2. Now, when we think of the Israelites... We know that God carried them on the wings of an eagle out of Egypt. God parted the Red Sea, fed them with manna, showered them with love, destroyed their enemies, brought them back to him. Yet what happened? To the hearts of the very people who God showered his love. Sadly, they were infected with these three sources of spiritual plaque. They forgot the goodness of God. They became comfortable, worshipped other idols. And they became apathetic to the loving nature and response of God. God said, in response to my love, all I ask is that you come with hearts that are acceptable. Yet, you turn away from me. You offer defiled sacrifices. In fact, they lowered God so below even earthly rulers, that God says, if you brought this animal to an earthly ruler that is handicapped, the ruler would put you in prison. Yet you bring defiled sacrifices to me and think it's acceptable. And God is very clear, this is unacceptable living. Now, before we are too quick to point the finger at the Israelites and say, of course they forgot God because they turned to other idols, because they were apathetic. Let's examine the spiritual plaque in our hearts at this point. There might be situations in our heart posture as Christians where we become lazy and forgetful, where we forget that Christ died for our sins, past, present, and future, where we turn to other idols and worship those other idols. One of them Sadly, in our society, it's the big C, what I call comfort. Comfort robs us sometimes of being in the right heart posture to God. I thank God that we can go home without being afraid about bombs raining down on us. But are we letting that comfort rob us of the right heart posture before God so he finds it acceptable? Are we in that third situation of spiritual plaque, which is apathy. As a Christian, if we go on what's called cruise control mode, we come to church, we sing praises, we go to our Sunday school, pick up our children, and the monotony of that can sometimes lead to corruption in our hearts. And that is totally unacceptable for God. So how do we as a Christian, 
constantly get into the right heart posture so that it is acceptable before God. I was really wrestling with this to find what is the answer. And the answer, dear friends, is something that we've been reminded time and time again in the Bible, which is to hope in God. And I was looking at this word hope. In the Hebrew language, it is kava. And kava means hoping, waiting on God. On the next slide, I then go on to talk about this word kava a bit more. And some of you may be reading Malachi over and over to really understand in detail. I was doing the same. But I was also tempted to geek out on ropes, cords, and strings. And you might ask, what does a rope, a cord, or strings have anything to do with waiting on the Lord? Well, actually, dear friends, when you go into the root meaning of the word kavah, it means to intertwine our lives with Christ, with Holy Spirit and Heavenly Father. And women might know this. It's the concept of plaiting your hair. You plait them together. You intertwine, you plait your life with Christ every day. That is kavah. And when you cover with Christ, you have hope, you have strength. You invite the Holy Spirit to create the right heart posture that is acceptable before God. Now, in Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, A rope made from three strands of cord is hard to break. And that's exactly what I'm trying to encourage us. Cover yourself with Christ. So in the highs and lows of life, you won't be affected by the three sources of spiritual clock. Your heart will constantly be in the right heart posture. And when you cover yourself with Christ, you intertwine every fabric of your life with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, doing a bit more research on ropes... What I found was that the best ropes are those that function under pressure. When pressure is exerted on the rope, the three cords actually bind and work together to lift the load. When you cover yourself to Christ and you intertwine your life with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when the pressures of life come together, that is when that kava works really, really well to help you walk forward in life despite the challenges in life. It is only in the intensity of the pain that the kava strength is fully released. That is why Christ says, come just as you are. For in your weakness, my strength is made manifest. My kava is made manifest. Now, on the next slide, I talk about as you cover to Christ, something amazing happens. You find hope in Christ. In Psalm 130, it says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits for the Lord. In his word, I put my hope. That is a benefit of kavah, where you hope in Christ. Another benefit is you find strength. 
Isaiah 40, 31, one of my favorite verses. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Renew their strength. They will find new strength. They will soar on the wings of eagles. They will run and not faint. They will walk and be guided by the Lord. That is another benefit of cover, where your heart posture is so right with God that he gives you the strength to carry on another day in Christ and be an acceptable and living sacrifice. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in us to help us do exactly that. Now, when you cover yourself to Christ, I want to share a story that is very painful and redemptive at the same time around covering yourself to Christ. And some of you may know last year I talked about the really difficult situation I was having with my father, how painful the relationship was in the ways that he hurt me, in the ways that he wasn't really there as a father. And last year in November, I was going through the kavar process with God. God, the gentle surgeon, was doing heart surgery in me so that I can become an acceptable and living sacrifice to him. I had lots of long conversations with my father along with my wife. Begged my father to forgive me for the ways I've hurt him. And I was hoping he would do the same. Yet, that did not happen. He couldn't fathom that he could ever make a mistake in his life. That's the way he was raised. And in that process of heart transformation, I felt a bit like Job waving my hand in front of God saying, God, I demand an audience. This is unfair. I have asked for forgiveness. Where are you in this situation? Because one of the sources of apathy is you pray and you pray and nothing changes. And then your heart gravitates to a posture of apathy. What's the point of praying? And I was battling with that in that situation and saying, God, where are you in the situation? This is so unfair, so painful. Yet God was inviting me to cover with him in that situation. Now, normally when we pray, one of three things could happen. God supernaturally intervenes and changes the situation. God changes others, which sometimes we also pray for. But in this process of praying to God, and when I pray, I'm conversing with God, just like God is conversing with the Israelites in Malachi. And God was telling me, I am not going to supernaturally intervene. I'm not going to change your parents' hearts. But I'm going to change your heart. Are you ready for that intense heart transformation? The heart surgery that I want you to do. And I said, Lord, why is that important? Because then you become an acceptable and pleasing sacrifice to me. That was the cross that God was inviting me to carry in that painful situation. And I did that by covering myself to Christ. Two months after that, through God's grace, we managed to go and see my father and mother with my wife and my kids. It was still very difficult. 
It wasn't the joyful union of father and son coming together. Yet God was changing my heart to love him no matter what. And the overflow of love was there. There was a picture I took in my mind of the three of us, my dad, myself, and my kids in one room together, three generations of the Epens that God made happen because I was letting him do the spiritual heart surgery in me. And two months after that face-to-face meeting, my father passed away. And at the burial service, because God had done this heart surgery in me, my heart was filled with love for him. The bitterness, the anger that was in my heart was removed. And God filled it with so much love that I was able to give him the right eulogy from a hard posture of love. So dear friends, I'm here to encourage you, to challenge you, to cover yourself to Christ. It was only when I was willing for God to perform that heart surgery did I become an acceptable and living sacrifice to God. That is the cover that he calls us to do. That is the cross that he asks us to bear if we choose to be his disciples. So as I conclude my sermon, I'd like to challenge and invite and encourage you to lean in to Christ. Cover yourself to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let your heart be transformed so that your life is a living and pleasing sacrifice to Christ. All day, every day devotion. That is what God is asking us to do. And I pray that the Holy Spirit molds and shapes your heart in a way that is pure devotion to Christ. And he finds it truly acceptable. So let me close this in prayer. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for being our advocate and friend. Perform the heart surgery in us in the way that only you can do. And may our heart posture be right before Christ so that he finds it an acceptable and pleasing sacrifice. Lord Jesus, we pray all this in your mighty, mighty name. Amen.